is the chop up, this is the chop up, this is the chop up, and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we're gonna have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And then I say I was Cam G, the coolest. Had to reel you in if you never knew us. Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers. And this is a recording where no one can do it lava. This is the chop up. Back at it again like we never left. This is the chop up. This is the chop up. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Toya G. Hey, Cam G the coolest. What's up, people? What's up, Toya G? In the building, we back at it. What's going on with you, my good friend? How you been doing? Oh, out here chilling, out here chilling. Just got a little little sunburn recently. But, uh, That's what you <laughs> You was telling me about it. You was like, you know I'm bald. I'm, yeah. sun, I'm sunburned <laughs> on my head. I'm sunburned on my, on my shoulders. Yeah, head, shoulders. Not knees and toes, not my yeah. knees and toes, but you know, <laughs> like <laughs> but, close enough. Yeah, just uh, had a little cabin venture with some high school friends, and I uh, got to enjoy so with my lady. And it was you already getting outside. It's it's only. I mean, I guess it's May now. It's we, about that time of year lonely. for us to we start getting back lonely. outdoors. Yeah. So this cabin trip, where was it at? Um, Broken Bend, Oklahoma, uh, out there at the state park. Uh, it was a real good time. It was about sixteen of us, so we had a huge cabin and. Everyone slept comfortably. We ate good. I think I gained some weight out there. Um, good, good, good. Did some kayaking. <laughs> got some good, uh, good nature shots, photos. So you said these are these were with your home, with your high school friends. Yeah, and with your shout out to DeSoto High School. Right on, that was Texas. Shout out to MJ. That's my lady. Right on, right on, um, right on. So y'all, what all what did you do out there? Um, we hit. We hit some uh, the river out there and got on the kayaks and that was that was a pretty strenuous activity. Um, and had, there were some rough parts in there. You getting stuck on the rocks because I guess the river was a little low and um, did that whole thing. Uh, went to a lake, just kicked it, watched the sunset, just just enjoying being outside, being with each other, and it was it was a beautiful time. We we said that a lot when we was at there. It was just beautiful, just to get the yeah. What you told that. me, you said you couldn't even keep your shoes on. You kicked your shoes off as soon as you got uh, out there. Yeah, as soon as, yeah, as soon as we got to the little lake that was out there, I was like, I was looking at the water. We first we skipped rocks for like fifteen minutes, like a bunch of kids and. Right, <laughs> and we start looking at the water. I said, "I take my shoes. I walked in. I'm like, yeah, this is this is nice. This is nice. Definitely. Just had had me a little cold brewski and chilled out with the people. It was a good time. That's what's up. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, I mean, I, I it's always a kind of a good time to be outside um, out here or whatever. But I definitely now that you know, I think we're getting that perfect seventy eighty sandwich right it's mm-hmm. not too much or too less than that or whatever it's really a good time out here to go just kind of stumble around outside of course the beach is an, an obvious option but even some places like what we talked about where it's just nice and lush and green mm-hmm. and open you know would be cool to go hang out in one time one time one time i don't know so what you what you gonna get into out there well, I mean, eventually, I mean, in, t- in terms of outdoors, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, the beach is high up on my list. It's like 20, 30 minutes down the street. So mm-hmm. I'll be at Huntington um, and at Long Beach for sure. Uh, but also, definitely um, tomorrow, excited because I think these summer parties out here are about to start to crack. And I, you know, have been 
I was a little intimidated by LA when I first got out here. Right. I was a little intimidated by, you know, the whole SoCal vibe. But now mm-hmm. that I'm a little more comfortable, um, I've been seeing a whole lot of day parties, a whole lot of rooftop parties, a whole lot of um, even what they got out here called pop-up parties. Mm-hmm. And there's a pop-up party coming up in downtown LA tomorrow night uh, that is a throwback theme. It's a throwback edition. So okay. uh, by throwback, I think they mean late 90s or 90s and 2000s, which oh, I'm excited Lord. about because, you know, that was middle school, high school for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like good times. Now, yeah, <laughs> which is, which is, uh, don't get me started. Ooh, I don't want to go there. Jesus. Uh, at least it ain't old school. That's what I thought okay, about. Okay. Um, one that. side is, you know, one side is old school. I think that's more seventies, eighties, whatever, whatever. But we, we just throw back. We just gonna look back real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited to to hang out with some people to see some different individuals and how they get down with the whole downtown LA atmosphere and that vibe. I'm gonna see if I fit in with it. I doubt if I will. You know, I'm a little different, a little bit more chill than a lot of them people. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be lit. So at least I'm gonna try to make it that way. Hmm, okay. And so that's that's the move tomorrow downtown LA. I forgot the name of the lounge and the spot they're supposed to be in, but it don't matter. Yeah, um, you, I'll just you in that thing. <laughs> I'm in that thing. RS, already RSVP'd. Already getting free on the list. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna have some drinks, meet some people, rub some shoulders, and see what's going on in DTLA with the Young Pop Up Party. Yo, okay, that's that's legit. I want to slide this in there though. I remember. You, you went to you went to the Ray Sharmer store out there? I did. Um, yeah, I a didn't couple, even talk about that. Yeah, it was live. It was lit. Like now keep in mind I was there kinda low key. I'm not <laughs> gonna even say what university I work at. Um, but they came for the little summer concert and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't know, I ain't gonna say I wasn't supposed to be there because I work there, like it's just my job. You're just being low but key as a too. faculty as a faculty member, like, but being twenty six, I can kinda blend a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I got in there with the uh, with the young folk and was kind of looking uh, a little less than my age, copped a ticket from the homies and slid in and got to watch Ray Shrimmer. They was live. Um, everything that you would think they would be, mm-hmm. a ball of energy, a whole lot of fun on stage, just kind of commanding. Um, everybody is exactly what they were. And when I tell you these motherfuckers around here got lit, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you, um, they was up there. And I mean, between No Tight, between Blase, between... Um, do you have one by chance? <laughs> Whatever they look like, like yeah. they they was up there vibing, and so um it was good, it was fun, um it was free, um you can't beat that. Okay. And everybody kicked it, so shoot, yeah, it was it was a lituation. Yeah. My homeboys in New York said it was a lituation. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It was good business. I love though. It. it was good business. Um, I will say though, we talking about getting this summer popping. Mm-hmm. And since we plug in the summer, we get into our vibes for the summer. You know, we always got good feels on the show. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought, you know, it would be a good idea to go ahead and share some of that vibe with everybody else. So yeah. I'm excited to announce that the Chop Up Summer Mixtape is coming to you all very, very soon. I want you to be on the lookout if you listen to the show, hey. if you support the show. Uh, make sure you're looking out on SoundCloud and on the iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes uh, so that you all can catch the Chop Up Summer Mixtape. This mixtape will drop on June the 20th and will include all of the wonderful, amazing artists that you've heard over these last mm-hmm. couple of seasons. You know, consider it, look at us like, look at it like we're chopping off the beginning of the year, right? This mm-hmm. is the Chop Up. We're chopping off uh, the winter and the spring by bringing you all all the amazing music that we had, all the artists we had. Mm-hmm. We had Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle. We had Masai. Uh, we had, uh, was it T Pope? Uh, C Pope. C Pope. A. A whole bunch T. of different Lee. artists, right? T Lee. We had 
Uh, we got B My Fiasco coming today. We got we got uh, Jay Blacksmith. We've had so many wonderful artists mm-hmm. on the show. So shout out to all of y'all. Thank y'all for sending y'all music in. If you are an artist out there listening to the show and you have music that you want to hear on the Chop Up, send it in. But 620 is the date that you should be looking for for the Chop Up Summer Mixtape. It's coming to you live and it's going to be lit. Coming all soon, of the favorite coming soon, coming soon. wonderful songs that we have coming to you soon, coming to you live, coming to you uh, straight off the Chop Up so that y'all can bang and rock with that this summer. So let out for uh, the Chop Up Summer Mixtape because we in this thing. Hey. June the 20th. Um, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. I think yeah. with that note, we should, we should just jump into some music right now. I don't see why not. Coming up next, we have a wonderful, vibey, beautiful artist who goes by the name of Be My Fiasco. I'm telling y'all, you're going to hear this hey, song. It's this. Gonna, yeah. I love it and I'm happy you know first of all repping for the ladies definitely happy to have another uh, woman on the show uh, vibing and and doing her thing but this song Monday Morning Blues is something else again her name is Be My Fiasco on Instagram on Twitter on SoundCloud on Tumblr just like it sounds Be My Fiasco the name of the song is called Monday Morning Blues you heard it first right here on the Chop Up Monday morning blues, I can work you out, call me around to what you wanna do today, ay, ay, ay. I'm yours, woo, baby just say the word, I'll be there when you need me, parked up on the curb waiting for you, Ooh, we about to get freaky.
all might have already remembered or heard, that is Be My Fiasco with Monday Morning Blues. Make sure you check out Be My Fiasco on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, or Tumblr. If you check out her music, make sure to drop a donation for that project so that um, artists like her can keep it popping. Yeah, um, so uh, Layers. Layers. Yeah, bringing us amazing music. Layers is the name of the project? Layers uh, EP on SoundCloud. And uh, if you want to download it, you can just drop a little donation, you know, support the artists. And um, as you heard, it was some dope music, so... Shout out to Be My Fiasco. Definitely support our uh, young local artists. Right now, let's switch it up real quick. Jump right into what we know to be the reality chop. And this week on the reality chop, we are going to talk a little bit about one of my favorite topics. Today, Cam G, we are going to talk about self-care. Self-care, self-care. It's one of your favorite topics? Um, It's one of my favorite topics. It's something that... I've started to actually grow into loving and to understanding. I didn't really get the concept of self-care, mm-hmm. but I think here lately I've heard about it a lot on social media, talked about, um, seen it talked about a lot by people who, um, particularly black people, right, who are looking at and going through what we are facing as young black people in the society that we live in. What does it mean to be faced with all this crazy stuff going on around us in life, in society, in our culture, in our personal relationships, and still have enough energy and time for ourselves? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, this week on the reality chop, I think it might just be kind of important to explore what self care is, if it's a thing for you, why you do it, why you don't do it, um, and just explore what it might mean for other people to to figure out what self care looks like for them. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, self care, what it, it it can really be very open ended. I think when you yeah. say self care, people can be like, well, what do you mean? I always I'm alive, mm-hmm. I'm breathing, mm-hmm. I eat, I I drink, I sleep, I wake up, I live my life every day. That's clearly self care. But what is what is self care to you, Kimji? Hmm. I think you, you may speak of the things that are they go unseen, like your your mental ha- health. I say mental hair. Your mental health. <laughs> um. Just your your state of your mind. Uh. What comes to my mind when we when we talk about self help? But I understand that there's a lot of uh, other factors to self help, like uh, your diet. You know how you sleep in. But uh, I look at it as a way to, not a way to, but just expressing yourself. I think that's a very big, big thing that I focus on, just expressing myself. Like uh, writing, I always keep a journal with me. Um, I feel like I'm able to express myself that way. Uh, Here recently doing the photography um, and then the podcast, just always finding ways to express myself in different ways and uh, being creative. I, I feel like as I've grown older and matured, that part mm-hmm. has been very important to me and it's like I get this anxious feeling if I'm not like going towards that so I'm just I think it's just a personal battle I struggle with but it's something that has like definitely evolved over time so I'm glad we're talking about this self-help is uh definitely important yeah just loving I, I mean and, and there's a level of love on yourself mm-hmm. but there's also just a level of attention to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think you are trained and kind of cultivated, especially as you get older, to keep your eyes open, right? Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes on this. Make sure you're looking out for that. And, you know, and, and also there's a responsibility socially, you know, for you to care about, you know, the role you occupy and fill mm-hmm. in society and making sure that you're a good citizen and a steward of, your, steward of your community and of your workplace and of your neighborhood and your community, right? Make sure you're doing, you know, pick up your trash, don't litter, mm-hmm. you know, um, be positive, be engaging, speak, smile at other people, right? And all of those <laughs> things are to make the atmosphere around you better. But what happens when you on the inside falling apart, right? Exactly. As a response to 
what's going on around you, sometimes it can be very taxing to be a positive, uh, engaging, socially conscious and aware person without taking internal inventory about what that might mean for you mm-hmm. and what that could be taken away from you. So it's a, it's a whole thing. So you mentioned like creativity. You mentioned like writing, reading. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like those kind of outlets, what do those do for you? Like, does it help you get something inside out? Does it help you Yeah, yeah. give you something to share with other people? Like, what is that? Uh, not necessarily. Like, I've, I've written tons of things that I've never will share or as of right now, I wouldn't. Um, right. But it's something I definitely want to leave behind for family. You know, my thoughts, how how I've grown, wait. Yeah. Um, but it's just So you journal? Uh yeah, yes and no. I, I have a I have a journal that I keep thoughts, ideas, poems, uh stuff I'm supposed to remember, uh, you know, just, just everything. I just I like the release of like pen to paper. Like it's just something about that that gives me that release that I need in that moment. So yeah, kind of. I mean, for some people, just being tactile. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm more of a thinker, right? Yeah. I'm a little bit more pensive. I'm a reflector, mm-hmm. almost to a fault. I think a little bit too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for a fact, like I think debate has definitely over time allowed for me to organize my thoughts in like a really weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, it's almost healing and th- cathartic for me to sit through and process through some stuff and just sift and think through a thing and mm-hmm. come up with an internal list of stuff but for some other people like they definitely are a little bit more um what is it is it kinetic learning kinesthetic learning yeah where you move yeah mm-hmm. you got to be moving you got to be touching something mm-hmm. like a good friend of mine um shout out to my boy ryan i know he would say um and i went to high school with him he um paints so much Mm -hmm. and it's almost where him and tb right like our good friend taylor b like they both really get into and i can tell it's therapeutic for them like this whole zone of just creating art and using their hands and using their bodies to um hook something up Mm -hmm. but it's really really weird like not weird in the sense that you know something offbeat about it but just how different everybody comes to that moment where they feel like this is the release that they needed yeah, I think some people are actually scared to like take that step for some reason. Like just for art, for example, like oh, I'm not that good, or you know, something negative or something that will keep you from doing that. I think more people should have the attitude like I'm going to do this for me and not just because I'm bad at it or or I may I may be bad at it. Or you, you might you might like it. So yeah, because like you said, nobody some other people may never never read what you wrote. Other people will probably like never put their eyes or ears mm. on what you've engaged in. So or what you produced rather. So it's just kind of like it's there, and it's okay to just have something exist for the sake of existing. You mm. don't have to make this masterful thing that you put on an easel or you speak uh, on a stage or something like that to have somebody validate how you feel. And I think that's a big part of it is that self care has everything to do with you and nothing to do with everybody mm. else, right? Like. It's you validating yourself, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most amazing part of it. Like, I think for me, self-care a lot of the time represents when I'm I'm at my best. I'm at peak self-care when I am being by myself with myself. Mm -hmm. And for me, what that means is like I'm a a social person. I think it's kind of cliche at this point in age or in this day and age to be like, oh, I'm an um, an, excuse me, an introverted extrovert. Mm -hmm. Or an extroverted introvert or one of those two things. But I really do see myself being like this really kind of internal person 
Right. Who, even though I have a natural inclination to like extend and talk and speak and engage and laugh with people and I don't really meet a stranger and don't have a problem getting up on the stage, for example, and talking, I'm definitely that person, but I'm also very internal. Like I'm very, Mm -hmm. that's taxing for me, right? It takes a lot out of me. I do it and it seems kind of effortless to some people. People like, oh, you just talk to so many people or, oh, you post something on Facebook and get a million kajillion likes. Like, sure, Mm kind of. I think that's just the nature of the many, many amazing people I've had the opportunity of of interacting with over time. But there's still like a a level of exhaustion sometimes and even talking to two people sometimes. (laughs) Like, so (laughs) like, I'm just like, I'm spent. Like, I'm me and spending enough time with yourself is that what you're saying or is that well in order what i'm what i'm getting at is like when when it comes to the best version of self-healing for me Mm -hmm. it's first of all being by myself okay like some people self-heal and they're like i need to some some people like really do heal by being social right they're like the best feeling for me right now is to just go out i want to be in a room full of a bunch of people i don't necessarily have to know them but they can dance Mm -hmm. and they can be free and if that energy is in and i feel it and then I'm, i'm better right i'm whole again or I just want to go shop. I want to go to a busy mall where there's a million people spending money like mm. me and just the feeling of happiness via materiality is just there. If that's your jam, not knocking it. Me personally, I'm the best version of, I'm having the best version of self-care if I'm by myself. But the second level of that or the layer, the other layer of what I'm saying is like, it's not just being by myself, but acknowledging that I'm by myself and that I'm doing this as a single person there just reaping all the benefits mm. of whatever interaction I'm having. So even if it's just watching a movie, right? Like I try to be mindful of the fact that I'm just in my house with my bills paid. Yeah. I'm not spending a whole bunch of extra money, yeah. but I've gotten on Netflix and found a way to entertain myself for the afternoon. And isn't that just cute, mm. right? Like I try to make sure I intentionally think about that. Yeah. That, that moment of reflection. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, I'm, I'm, and for me, a lot of times, it is just really being appreciative. Like, in those moments, I'm just reflecting, like, man, God is kind of good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting in my own space doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I have opportunity to take a step back to, you know, I'm always on the go. I'm always working. I'm always moving. Half the time, you know, seven months out of the year, I'm out of town twice a month for two weekends out of the month. So, it's like mm-hmm. to sit back and just to look around is just is is so much of a breath of fresh air. Like, I... I don't know what to do with it sometimes. And so learning how to be, be be by myself with myself, like I'm not really good about putting my phone away. That's one thing mm-hmm. I really want to challenge myself to do is to release kind of the digital stronghold that I have and that has that, that had over my life in all honesty. But it's always it's, it's imperfect. And I understand that's an, that's an accessory of my alone time. But for the most part, just kind of chilling by myself, mm-hmm. me and the walls. I really am a person where it's like, if it's just me and the walls, then I'm fine. I really will be okay. Would um, you would you consider, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say journaling, but keeping a notepad, do you do that? I know you're writing a lot and collecting a lot of thoughts, but just for yourself, do you would you consider that? You know, I've always had a very weird relationship with, like, journaling and writing. Like, And I think it's no weirder than anybody else's, but I never could sustain that. And I couldn't ever figure out why. Like, I think maybe as an adult I should go try it again because of what I said a minute ago. It's not for an audience. It's not for people. Mm-hmm. So there's not a particular way of writing. There's not a page limit. Like, I'm like, look, there's not a word count. You can just say what you got to say and move on. And I think 
now that I'm able to talk myself into, like you said, try something different. You might not be good at it. You might not be great <laughs> at writing journal entries, but guess what? Nobody's grading your journal Nobody entries. Nobody's is. like, that, is, that was great. Yeah. If you put a... A smiley face and color on that joint, right? That could have been a moment of release right on that page. Mm-hmm. You took time out. And I think that's a bigger part of it. It is it less about what you do and more about the time and the intentionality and saying, I am taking out this amount of time to take the longest shower that I want to take. Kind of hard to do in the state of California, <laughs> but you know, um, or at least you can't, you can't do it guilt free. Like I feel very guilty when I take long showers. Um, but turn on whatever music, but this is time that I'm mm-hmm. taking out. This is not regular bath time, shower time, you know, boom, 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 got to rush and I'm leaving. I don't have anything else to do this afternoon. And so I'm going to go in slow motion. I'm going to, like my ex used to talk about, um, you know, personal hygiene, but like slowing down. Like, you know, you do your personal hygiene mm-hmm. thing. You have your routine in the morning, whatever. But sometimes just slowing down and putting on lotion super slow yeah. and quick and picking out the real good smell good and just, you know, <laughs> and just basically just almost so slow, you're almost going backwards. Some, something my but, lady shared with me. I'm sorry to interject, but I know I would forget. You good? But, um, she told me, like, when we use coconut oil for everything, so that's that's our lotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, say positive things about your body or be thankful for your body. Why are you doing that? Because you're, like, actually, like, touching your arms and your legs and your shoulders and, you know, being thankful for that and being appreciative of that. And it, it's, I don't it's, it may sound, it kind of sound weird actually saying it out loud and sharing it with everybody, but it's, I can't really explain it, but it definitely makes you reflect on, just that moment and just being thankful for just being you and being in your skin and being in that moment. So that's, I can definitely dig with what your ex was talking about. Like that's what I'm trying to put into practice myself. Just be in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, be there. I want to be better about being there. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when there's so much that pulls and tugs and kind of distracts me from already appreciating what's around me right it's already enough just trauma right you go to your job you want to enjoy your job but there are weird things happening around you and people just make it kind of difficult you want to come home and live in your neighborhood or your society but there are things around you like just socially that are like ridiculous Mm -hmm. and I really um want to get better about unplugging and kind of cutting off a whole lot of stuff and being okay with cutting it off I gotta get to the point of being okay and once I'm okay I think my whole self-care game will go up exponentially yeah. right go through the roof i think i would be a professional self-care <laughs> if i can unplug just a little bit better um without feeling like i'm missing out on something mm. you know I and mean, that's, that's the hardest part when you have to uh, supply yourself with that attention you don't you shouldn't feel guilty about cutting off anything else i don't think you should feel uh remorseful or like you you are missing better there's nothing better than the time and attention that you're giving yourself you know what I'm saying? To breathe, to to think, to just be. Mm, nice. And and to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. That's something that I always try to strive to do is to, to find ways to be the best version of myself. You know, and if I'm not, let's go back to the drawing board and figure out what that's supposed mm-hmm. to be looking like. But the main thing is just stick to it every day. Every day, commit to it. Or as often as possible, right? <laughs> I ain't even going to say every day, right? Because some you people... Got to. You got to. That's... <laughs> I mean, I find yourself, and no I think there are levels. It. There are levels. I think every day you should find a way mm-hmm. to self-care. But we do have people out there, and I love y'all, but y'all self-care every single day, right? Yeah. You love on yourself in significant ways or immense ways every day, and that stops you from being productive. 
Right. Oh, yeah. So like some self care where niggas is like, I'm gonna just turn up all the time. I'm gonna just smoke some all the time. I'm gonna just go drink something. See, all can the time. we really oh, call God, that self care though? Can we really call that self care? <laughs> Questions that need answers, mm. right? Some people are like, I just do this to you know clear my mind or all that, but like mm. you're you're becoming counterproductive. Like we still have to get back to real life. Yeah. You know, and live life before you get to real willy nilly in your self care. So don't go off the deep end <laughs> on self care, right? That's called counter productivity. Yeah. Um, but definitely find ways every, like you said, every single day to make sure you show yourself some love. Hey, my tip to anybody listening to the show that is willing and, and interested in getting into self care is to first and foremost get into zone uh, or get into the zone with your star player, right? I think that's a Cat Williams line from back in the day, mm-hmm. but definitely find a way to tap into what you like and what you're into. Get back into some, some stuff that did you maybe. Uh, let go of in high school right like so writing poetry is something that I think by college I really let go of I was decent at it I enjoyed it it felt good to me but I stepped away from it and go fall refall back in love with some of the things that made you you, you can do you that. were at that stage yeah of building blocks like when I was figuring out who Toy Green was I was a writer and a poet and I got a microphone mm-hmm. tattooed on the side of my leg and all these kind of amazing things and now you know I've stared away so get back to some of the stuff you used to love I think self-care is getting back to the basics um, and I want to invite the people listening to just kind of do that and find what makes you feel good about you. I'm with it. I'm with it. You with yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Let's transition to the next song then. Coming up next, we have a song by artist Endgame and Pines. The name of the song is Pure. Pure. Shout out to Pines uh, in the Bloodline. That's nephew right there holding <laughs> it down. I love their song. I love their sound. I love their aesthetic. I love kind of like the heaviness of it. If you want to listen to more music like Pure, make sure you check out the Instagram at Hurt Pines. That's all one word, Hurt Pines, uh, or on SoundCloud at Pines. So just look up Pines on SoundCloud, and you'll find a lot more music by Endgame and Pines. In the meantime, check out this new song, Endgame and Pines. It goes by the name of Pure. Before you start to speak, you better check your tone. Quick to send a saint to Satan's home. You and Antioch, you won't get alone. Nigga, mark of the beef with the pheromones. Strapped up, cause it's a face off. First off, waste y'all. Holy moly, Saint Paul. Unpraise y'all, defaith y'all. Purest gold, I got the purest bricks. Pure intention, execute the cruelest. I'm ruthless. Kill a nigga over his two cents, so don't be foolish. And my bitch the same color as Cool Whip. Plus size and toothless Put her neck right there with a new sis Until you make me the purest Y'all too close and I'm farsighted Sure the smoke will be occupying Get behind it, yo daughter Pure evil, get the holy water Jang gang, ganja apostle Light it up like it's fiber optic I made a change when I spoke to prophets Got your pockets, we playing offense Too uncommon to be fucked with No, I'm not the father you fuck with Mary Jane had a bastard child That's a new strain, I'll adopt it I be who I be, don't give a fuck about them, he, she, you We the clergy, you want holy, we shoot you up till you see through, leave you Pure 
That was Endgame and Pines with Pure. Shout out to you, boy. Make sure you check out all the social media links. And we're going to move right on into the social chop. <laughs> all right. So we we got a lot going on, Toya G. Um, Definitely. Just our people out here steady fighting. And the young lady, Crystal Lake, you know, wore the, the America Was Never Great hat at her. At the Home at Depot. At the Home right? Depot. And at the Young Home D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and received a lot of a lot of backlash, a lot of death threats, actually, uh, a lot of calls, a lot of just get her out of there, go back to Africa, all the negative, nasty mm. things that you can imagine. And I mean, I, I feel like it proved her point that if America was so great, why would why would people take such offense to to a hat? So I don't know what you what you think about that, Toya G. I, I honestly think, first and foremost, it was definitely within her right and freedom of speech to where the uh, America was never great hat. Um, I understand why it might compromise some of the attire demands for Home Depot or mm-hmm. some of the, uh, what do they call them? Dress code. Uh, uniform, uniform. Uniform. Uniform requirements for Home Depot. You get why that could be touchy. But I think one of the things we had mentioned in talking about and then looking at some of the stories or reports about mm. it was that people were able to wear like Donald Trump pins yes. and supportive t-shirts and things That's like what that. That's what made her think it was so, okay. Exactly. And the same boat of her message about, you know, the state of affairs in America and the history of America, I think you know, that's the same thing as the Donald Trump shirts they're wearing where they very clearly communicate a an idea and certain principles and certain perspectives about what America is supposed to look like. Like, it's all political uh, rhetoric mm-hmm. that deals with and speaks to the state of affairs in America. And I think if they can wear those type of T-shirts and buttons and stickers and stuff like that, that she should be just fine rocking her shirt. And I'm with her because America was never great. Hey, I'm... Um, <laughs> It was founded on chattel slavery and um, the settling of this land from indigenous peoples. And mm-hmm. there's no sidestep in that, right? I think this year for the first time, I felt awesome being an American during Columbus Day because I felt like there was such an outcry and outpour of just like the ridiculousness right. of that holiday mm-hmm. that I was like, dog, okay, America's waking, waking up, up, seeing up, waking up and seeing this the is bullshit. trash, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, and the consciousness that's happening mm-hmm. around that particular day is very, very important. But I think it speaks multitudes uh, to just the idea that she wasn't lying. Yeah. Um, you can be mad all you want to, but I think she was in the right to wear the hat that she wore. And what needs to be understood is America was never great for black people. At all. <laughs> at all. Let's 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 get into some of the examples of how things have been kind of ridiculous for black people. You brought up a Supreme Court decision here recently. Go ahead and talk to us about that. Okay, so... Uh, the Supreme Court recently overturned uh, the death sentence of a Georgia man by the name of Timothy Foster. He he actually did commit a very brutal crime, uh, strangled a elderly white lady. But mm-hmm. the the main issue was that the prosecutors in the trial uh, kept black people off the jury, and they had their actual notes from that in the Supreme Court. You know that's that's illegal. So they they overturned the death sentence and they're forcing a retrial at this time. So what hmm. I thought was, I still believe. I mean, he's a criminal. He deserves to be behind bars. I don't really believe in the death penalty. Yeah. But the the acts by the prosecutors to keep black people off the jury is what really had me disturbed. And this is the same state that uh, executed Troy Davis after all the evidence came out about him being potentially being innocent and they still killed him mm-hmm. 
So it's just a just a pattern of unjust uh, actions that go on in the justice system. I mean, the so-called justice system. I'm on air quotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely <laughs> with the air quotes. But 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 for sure, I. I what becomes so startling to me, and I, I can't help when I think of cases like this, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think of just how wacky the justice system is because, honestly, I don't know if you got into, like, the Netflix uh, series, uh, Making a Murder. Heard about it. With, uh, I forgot his name now. It's been a couple <laughs> months since I watched it. It was in sensation. Just, it. I was like. Yeah. But <laughs> it really blew my mind yeah. because I was like, wow, you know. If a justice system we're supposed to have will trump up a case, a rape and murder case, not only once but twice against a white man in this country and do everything, fight tooth and nail to make sure that justice is not served and that it's mishandled um, in terms of him and his life and his future and not just care about him. He's poor. He's broke. His family is like the outcast family in their county, this, this, and that. And they will go stop at nothing to make sure that they got this man um, prosecuted, convicted, and thrown away with the key, thrown locked away with the key thrown mm-hmm. away. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that makes a lot of sense that niggas mean little to nothing right. here in these systems. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm shocked and I'm startled. I'll never forget when the Troy Davis case came down. I think it was 2011, maybe 12. Vividly remember it because we wrote a debate um, argument mm-hmm. around Troy Davis. It was around the same time that um, we were dealing with Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to get to the bottom of a whole uh, of a whole lot of that, and so I was pissed about it. But I think that it is just—I mean—and I know for a fact, and I mean, I, we've already been sure of this. I'm not surprised, but I'm just my my fear is always resubstantiated in the legal system when we see everybody from the prosecutors to the police to the judges, right, being cahoots with just not caring about black life, mm-hmm. like just the level, the audacity, right, of a system to parade and to march yourself around as though it's here to defend people. And it had to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to have a decision overturned and to hold people accountable for stuff like that. And I mean, I, I, the law is just, man, it's something else. It's something else. Again, America was never great. Yeah. This, 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 these, is, <laughs> this is not examples. old business. This is why they had was, was right on point. Absolutely justified. Yeah. Absolutely justified. <laughs> Then you got this fool, um, Jar Zimmerman, right? Let's not oh forget about uh, him selling and auctioning off, I think on eBay, no less, uh, the gun used uh, in shooting down and assassinating uh, one beautiful young man by the name of Trayvon Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Never forget that scarred this country forever. Uh, rev- I, I, I believe this this case in and of itself catalyzed what we understand to be the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. now, what we understand to be the state of affair of black people now, because um, we were just so bombarded mm-hmm. by news about this case. It was around the clock coverage, and it started to uncover or re-uncover a very, very dirty, dusty, nasty, stanky, molten history that America has in gunning down young black men and black people in general. Um, but this fool has the nerve to try to sell this gun. And sold it. And actually and sold, sold it. it. And it was, and somebody bought it. At first, this big story was, oh my goodness, the audacity of somebody like him to sell the mm-hmm. gun. But the nerve of whom the fuck ever out there pushing buttons to actually buy it. But these are people that put um, up defense funds for... Uh, guy in ferguson the dylan roof you know this is just sick these these are these are those people and you know they got the money they got the funds for Mm -hmm. it um we know based on the fact that donald trump keeps making it past these primaries that there's a lot of them Mm -hmm. out there right people who just have this sick and twisted understanding of themselves and juxtaposition and connection to young black people who they feel like are threats but it pissed me off so bad to know 
that, you know, Dylan Klebold and the other boy from Columbine, that Dylan Roof, like nobody would ever go buy memorabilia to, I mean, not Dylan Roof, but Sandy Mm -hmm. Hook, right? Those young white children who were murdered down and shot down, those young high school white students who, you know, were shot down in Colorado, nobody would buy the guns from Mm -hmm. that. Right, like the Aurora shootings, a whole bunch of white people in a movie theater. Be, like, would nobody buy James Holmes guns? I didn't think about it. If they were selling them online, like they would, they would those that would be so egregious. That would be so socially mm. just a the hugest faux pas. That would be so inappropriate, right? Yeah. Oh my God, why would you ever? Mm. But the murdering of this young black child, and you don't even have a government. And I don't know if we should have a government interject because I'm not saying that should always slide in, but you don't even have like just no moral compass, no, no one to shut it down. I mean, nobody who's just no eBay, yeah. right? Like there are also like these these big players have the opportunity to pull stuff like this off of their site, and they made the conscious decision to keep it on there, right? Like at some point, like there has to be some level of. Yes, I'm violating whatever right you think you have to sell in the market anything else on here because this is just fucking inappropriate and my website will not be used to celebrate or commemorate the murder um, mm. and annihilation and assassination of a young teenage black child. Like, that's just not what's going to happen on my site. <sighs> and so it's very disappointing. And you know he's using the money for... Um, he donate, he's supposed to be donated to police organizations and... To of fight, course. Like, Black Lives Matter. He, like, he had like a whole 30-minute interview on some news station. What else What else will he use that uh, money for? And call... What what? Uh, it was yeah. It was if you got yeah. I wouldn't. Even, I couldn't make it through it. I couldn't make it through it. <laughs> I don't even like. I just again. America was never great. Mm-hmm. He called um, Obama. If a there's any questions, <laughs> of course he did. Of course oh, he did. Oh my goodness. It's... And so uh, again, hat completely justified, right? Yeah. I, I want to. What I told you before the show, I want to get it tatted. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I think this might, <laughs> this could be a strong tattoo move. Forget a hat, right? Yeah, That's too lightweight. I want it across my forearm. You could put it, dog on. In a minute, I'm about to say slap it on my forehead. Me, you know what I'm saying, like, because <laughs> it's the truth. It's yeah. the truth. It's the truth. And this does not just start or stop, right, at the Supreme Court. It doesn't just start with George Zimmerman, start or stop with George Zimmerman. Mm. But more recently in the news, we've also heard about a lot of our young people, a lot of our students Mm. in particular, not being safe in classrooms. We've seen that a lot. We saw that with the young lady who was body slammed a a little while ago by the police officer, and that was really hot up in the Mm. news. We saw that, um, what was it, in Lakeland or in some, I think it was somewhere else in Texas, where um, the pool party. Where the girl got slammed that, around and, and was all beat that up was, on the that sidewalk. Was in Texas. Yeah. yeah, right? A lot of different instances we have where young people, young students in and of themselves are being introduced to, whether it be from administrators or from their peers, right? This school environment is just not safe for a lot of our young kids. So we have, what, the down, Texas girl in Waco? What happened in Waco? Waco uh, got a 12-year-old, and apparently it was like a two-day field trip, and she's like... It's a predominantly white school. It's like only one other black student that was on this trip, mm. and some bullying going on. And the girl shows up home, shows up at the house with rope burns around her neck. And now they're mm. they're uh, going into an investigation, and of course, everyone the parent involved believes it was intentional because if you see the pictures, like you don't do anything like that unless it is intentional. Like you can't right. create that that type of wound on someone's body without it being intentional so that and i feel like i saw i saw pictures of it and i mean these are deep impressions right this is not 12 year old girl something like you 
you don't fall, you know, you fall asleep on your on your mm-hmm. arm and your shirt, little wrinkled up under you or whatever. You wake up and you'll see your arm got mm-hmm. nah, like those go away in a couple of minutes. Those impressions, it looks like my, somebody put them on there and held it like scar. Yeah, and, and pulled it and pulled it tight. So it's uh, it's yeah, they they're they're looking into that right now. But just thinking about it and uh, looking at the pictures, just if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you you might see it on your social media soon. But yeah. Yeah, and then you got out in Idaho, similar situation, predominantly white school. Uh, got guys on the football team that actually forcibly raped one of their teammates. And this is what was tripped out about it. The they got they had been bullying them for the longest. Had all you know all the call them all types of names and all this and that. So they somebody extends a hug for the for the guy. He comes in. I'm guessing like a bro hug or something. And then the guy holds mm-hmm. him, and then that's when they. Expose them and shove a, a and sodomize them yes. basically. Yes. Mercy. Um, and it was it was very gruesome, brutal to read about. Um, they call them all types of uh, uh, names in that. So it's three three students involved. Like two of them are going to be charged as an adult, um, one a minor. But it's you just you keep seeing these these incidents where our our young people at at these schools and they're they're not being protected and mm. you just you just want to reach out and do something to to keep them safe but it's like how do we mobilize in, in that in that manner but you know this is, again this is why the hat was appropriate i mean and ultimately why I think more people need to be talking about because I honestly think a huge reason why people were so offended and are so offended by the idea that America was never great is that they have one this idea this and this this very real awkward idea that we are post racial that we're beyond some of the bad things that we've been through and seen and that because we've experienced some upticks or some some positive things in our society that what do you mean this was never great we're always we've always been a society that would rise from all the bad things mm-hmm. that happen like this is literally some of the logic that i hear from some people who defend the idea that america's this big bad great or this big beautiful great place is the fact that you know greatness is predicated on moving on beyond bad things Forget that happen. about the past so, yeah. Exactly. Right. And they want to kind of massage away some of the tense uh, feelings and emotions people have around things that have happened. But the thing you have to remember is a lot of the residual benefits that white people have from what happened still exist Mm. now. That's the reason why it pisses. That's why slavery still pisses people off is because none of the the remnants, all the remnants from slavery still Mm. here. All the remnants from southern colonialism still here. Mm. All the remnants from like uh internment camps and what you did to asian americans and japanese oh mm-hmm. still here uh all the anti-islamic rhetoric that you have against people um that you use from september 11th before that and that you're going to use beyond and that you used to explain and describe people that you don't understand up oh, still here lgbtq people still here this disabled or uh, uh non-abled body mm-hmm. people right people who are not able body uh like you still do really tricky fucked up things Mm -hmm. to them that put them in a position to always kind of latch on to the fact that you've not really moved on past any of the bad things that you thought about. So America sucks. It always kind of has. I'm afraid to say, um, but I think it is true that it always kind of will. And the reason why is that as soon as somebody raises some type of criticism of it, it's blasphemy. Don't let them be blasphemy right you have committed the worst type of treason and you deserve to be banished and it's very interesting that it only happens to black and brown Mm -hmm. people right in so many words donald trump has said america sucks 
right? Mm-hmm. He's shrouded it and covered it up in the idea that we should be making it better again or making it great again. But that assumes that it's not great. If we're going to make something great again, that it's not great right now. So he's not even invested into the people that we mm-hmm. have, to the society that we have, into the things that we have going right or going well. All this whole big rant to say, wear your hat, get it tatted, I'm with you. America was never great. And I think we should never, ever, ever back away from an opportunity to remind people of that. Like every mm-hmm. opportunity to tell somebody that America sucks is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like he only so, made the hat for because of Obama. Like, make it great again. Make it, I mean, mm-hmm. make it white again. That's that's what I'm getting from it. Like, the, Why take else? it back and it's emboldening all these people and you just see all this. The yeah, trail, yeah. Really. The, the backlash, everything. So, Well, what was what was the lady's name in Home Depot again? Her name is Crystal Lake. She actually was graduating uh, media studies. So she's trying to go into journalism, social media. Something like that. So she she got big things coming up, I'm sure. Shout out to Crystal Lake. Congratulations to Crystal mm-hmm. Lake. Congratulations to all the grads out there. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Graduation season. Yeah. If you're listening and you support the show, shout out to you for taking that walk, taking that plunge. Me and G both had a good time. Undergrad, yeah. went to grad school, got some MAs young one hey, time. Shout out. Education don't make <laughs> you better, but if it damn sure makes you different. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. Um, and, and do your thing. Shout out to all y'all graduating. Keep schooling people. Be conscious. Don't be no smart dummies out there, okay? Hey. Learn about the world around you. Take these degrees and go slap some niggas hey. in the face with these hoes. Like, what's go happening? shine on them fools. <laughs> shine yeah. on them. Everybody out here shining. <laughs> and we got people out in the streets working. You know what I'm saying? We got people out gritting, protesting on these front lines. We need people with these degrees to not disconnect themselves from the communities that they came from, but to use their education mm-hmm. in a way to, to continue to put the system on blast. That's my job, yeah. right? That's why I went to school. Um, I, I got the patience to go sit in the classroom. Not everybody does. Mm-hmm. And for the people who don't, I need y'all out there while I'm in here working within these systems to try to get some things done. Yeah, you we feel need me? everybody. That's, that's what it's all about, everybody. All hands on deck, all hands on deck. Before we close out the show, I want to take a moment to uh, send out a RIP and a quick uh, just affirmation of love to our homeboy, a good friend of ours that we went to Emporia State with who passed away. Mm. Um, Marvin Lee, mm. right, was uh, a victim of a horrible crime, um, a, an unnecessary crime of violence in Chicago, um, was shot down, murdered and killed outside of a bar that he was attending. Um, where an interaction with him and another person in the bar went sideways. If it's not, if, if I'm not mistaken, Marvin went to um, engage the individual to even de-escalate and apologize after the club and was shot down in the streets. Um, R.I.P. Um, rest in power, rest in peace. Somebody with a huge smile, a great spirit. Um, y'all were athletes, both on mm-hmm. campus, played different sports, but y'all both kind of did that type of thing yeah. on campus. So I know y'all was cool. He was capacity. one of the first... Uh, athletes I met outside of football, so him and Bear from Minnesota, um, mm-hmm. and so that's that's what got us to the games, and we was we was tight with the basketball team. He's a couple years older, but um, definitely sad, and um, you know, just you just want the violence to end at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially, I mean, there's nobody should be dying, but you look at somebody with such a huge. Uh, heart, a huge smile, mm-hmm. very engaging, and you just really don't know who you taking off this earth, right? So you you taking just who you think is a nobody, but that's somebody's everybody. That's somebody's everything, right? That you taking off the face mm-hmm. of the earth, you don't even realize, right? Like the impact that you have and how far that shockwave goes out there when we think and move about and just do things that is not just conscious of our people and we got to do to protect ourselves. So. And I can come up with a thousand more examples Mm -hmm. of people being shot and killed. You know, we even almost, we might get into that as a more specific uh, uh, subject and content on the show. But 
you know, everybody getting losing their lives to gun violence and any type of violence. It's a lot of stabbings, a lot of just fights, a lot of young people getting in fights mm-hmm. these days in schools and um just, you know, be careful, y'all. Love each other. Protect yes. each other. Look out for each other. We have enough things going against us. You know what I'm saying? So the, we just can't be, we can't go to sleep. We can't fall asleep on the job. We have to make sure that we're looking out for each other. And self-care um, is self in terms of individuals, but we also got to do self-care as black people mm-hmm. and make sure that we're, we're loving on each other, um, which I think is a big thing. So shout out to Marvin, man. We're looking up to you from down here, loving mm-hmm. on you, um, sending you a lot of respect, a lot of grace, and a lot of peace. Definitely, definitely. R.I.P., bro. Absolutely. On that note, I said all I can say. I feel like this is a wrap. Don't forget June the 20th, the Chop Up Summer Mixtape is coming to you live in the Living Color. Have wonderful artists that we've had featured on the show, so make sure y'all look out for that and download that. Keep that on lock. SoundCloud, iTunes, the Chop Up Mixtape, Summer Mixtape. Coming soon. June coming 20th. soon. Coming soon like a movie. Anything else, G? I'm good. It's just, it's always good to get on here and, and talk it out, get stuff off our chest. I, I love doing this. Love the people. Uh, love you, my sister, and love let's, you too, just, man. let's just keep on spreading the love. Absolutely. Um, until the next time, be looking out for us. You know, we always on one. You know what it is. It's hey, the Chop peace. Up. This is the Chop Up. This is the Chop Up. This is the chop up and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we're gonna have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And didn't I say I was Cam G, the coolest? Had to reel you in if you never knew us Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers And this is a recording where no one can do it lava This is the chop up This is the chop up